We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to the Guilty as Charged podcast. The Chargers just wrapped up the first day of pattern practice. We have a lot to talk about. Before I get into that, though, everyone who came up and said hi today, I appreciate that so much. You guys are so sweet. Uh, I'm very humbled by all of that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's get into this practice, though, man. And I got to start with what really was the standout of today. To me, that's Khalil Mack. In one-on-ones, now granted, the defense is at an advantage in one-on-ones, but he went up against Rashawn Slater, and you can check this out on Twitter. I posted it, and <laughs> it's blown up right now. Khalil Mack looks like the prototype that Brandon Staley thought he was and knew he was. We have Joey Bosa, right? So we've seen good edge rusher play. And Joey Bosa, by the way, did get his today. I'll talk about that in a bit. Khalil Mack just looks different. And I wrote this on Twitter. He looks like a guy a decade younger, but he's a starving undrafted free agent. He looks nasty. And when it comes time to go against the opposition, the Raiders week one, Chiefs week two, whatever. It was truly a privilege watching him go up against Rashawn Slater today. You'd have Khalil Mack with the bull rush, absolutely working Rashawn Slater initially. But then you see Slater slowly regain that leverage, get his arm inside, right? Lift up the pads. What a clash of the Titans. It's I get paid to watch two gods of football go at it in 1v1s. It was absolutely fantastic. Mac looks the part, is acting the part. You know, I got a message from a player on the first day of practice last week who said, look, Khalil Mack is just playing at a different level. He has a chip on his shoulder. He's a beast like we didn't even expect. Khalil Mack, right? One of the best edge rushers in the league that all these players have watched for years. He shows up to practice and they say, oh, he's a whole different player and a beast than we thought he was. And these are the players, right? Who know football and watch football. And some of them probably modeled their game after Khalil Mack. And then now he's out here looking like he does. Like, I can't wait to watch week one when he gets to play people that he actually is supposed to be beating and is supposed to go being attacking and he gets to go get the quarterback. He looks fantastic. Um, mostly left side work today. I think it was primarily left side work today versus the left tackle. Joey Bosa most worked the right side today. And I got to talk about Joey Bosa next. He had a great sack working back inside against Trey Pipkins in one-on-ones. 
and then to close out the second team offense. So the second team offense at the end of practice was facing the first team defense. Not really fair. <laughs> um, but Joey Bosa had a strip sack to close out that period as well. So you have a monster in Khalil Mack, just pure physicality, who also, by the way, is a great player and with his pass rush moves. But then you have Joey Bosa, who's a bit more of a technician. He had two sacks today. Mack looked outstanding. I'm <laughs> telling you, man, it was a privilege watching those guys out there today. I had a lot of fun. And so the guys that were going up against, uh, obviously, Mack went up against Slater. I didn't see Mack go up against Trey Pipkins or Storm Norton. I believe that was mostly Joey Bosa and um, Chris Rumpf. They were going up against the right side. I will say this. Storm Norton, so, so he went out with the ones today. I will say that he was the better right tackle today. He started with the ones today, and he was the better right tackle today. Um, Pipkins did get some work with the ones as well, but Norton was the starter. I'm assuming tomorrow, or a Friday, I guess, when we see the next practice, that Pipkins is the starter, and he'll get more, more of a chance. For whatever reason, though, they had Bosa go up against Pipkins more, and Norton went up against Rumpf more. So, I mean, naturally, Norton's going to look better. No offense to Rumpf, but Joey Bosa. <laughs> uh, but still... Norton started with the ones and he looked like the better guy today, even though the competition wasn't as great. Um, Pipkins did hold his own in a couple of occasions. He just was going up against Joey Bosa. So, you know, doesn't doesn't look as good as when you go up against Chris Rumpf. So right now, if I'm jockeying for who's in the lead, both in terms of, you know, reps and performance, it is Storm Norton's right tackle one. But that could change very quickly when Norton has to go up more up against uh, the Joey Bosa's and maybe even Khalil Mack. Um, so that was kind of the the edge rusher tackle battle. I'm sorry, I'm just going through my notes here because I forget most of this. Uh, Gerald Everett was involved a lot more today. I was really relieved, I guess, and a lot of fans were really buzzing because they kind of assumed that, you know, Everett had just been doing this all along. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, Everett, you know, he's involved as a pass catcher. He's going to be like Jared Cook and whatever, or <laughs> hopefully better than Jared Cook. But, you know, the last four days, if you've been listening to my updates, Everett has been involved but he's also been a, a blocker for them and a big part of their offense, like a pivotal part of their offense, but also as a blocker, which Cook wasn't. Today, Everett was a lot more involved. He looked really, really good in there. You know, when so they worked on the opposite field today, but they did full drives today all the way to the end zone. So from like, you know, the 20 or 25, all the way to as far as they could get. And Everett was catching, I think, two passes on that drive. He looked great. Like he was involved. I think he probably had the biggest catch of that series. So that was good. Um, good to see him getting involved more as a receiver. Again, very pivotal, important role as a blocker as is. But, you know, we kind of want to see him get involved as that middle of the field receiver type. And I think he was today. Uh, in terms of wide receivers, Josh Palmer was easily the standout. Um, if you listen to my interview with Dean Leonard, which I did yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Uh, Dean talked about how his welcome to the NFL moments, his rookie moments, was facing Josh Palmer in OTAs because he was throwing this and that and whatever at him. Uh, Josh Palmer went up against Dean Leonard twice today and beat him pretty bad two times to the inside, if I'm not mistaken, which is fine. That was kind of my concern with Dean Leonard. That's why, you know, kind of the scouting report, if you will, on him working vertically, right? Working down the sideline, working against Jalen Guyton or even Josh Palmer. He's always in position. He's used to doing that kind of defense, but now having to go in 1v1 drills. By the way, this is this was 1v1s, which is basically designed for the defender to have zero help and to benefit the wide receiver. Still, um, he wasn't it wasn't as great for Dean Leonard today in the short and intermediate game, which is what I wanted to see. All right, we've kind of talked about this on both in the live chat, talked to you guys in the comments. Like Leonard looks great, 
let's see him versus the shifty route runners. And today the shifty route runners got to him. So, um, which is good. That's again, seventh round pick, you know, great at what we expect him to be good at needs work in areas. We expect him to be good at or need work in, which is totally fine. Uh, the safeties were a really good surprise today. I didn't think the corners did like a great job today. Like there was no, well, they didn't do a bad job by any means. I just didn't see as much as I have the last couple of days when it came to pass breakups. And, you know, Dean Leonard is a part of that. But the safeties did a really, really good job today in one-on-ones. And that's somewhere they shouldn't have an advantage, right? Not only are they going against receivers in one-on-ones, but they're safeties. Like that's just not really, you know, they're, that's not really their thing unless your name is Derwin James. But uh, I believe Adderley, Webb, and Gilman each had a pass breakup. And we talked about this on the show when I was with Steven and Alex. Sure, they were triggering downhill really well in the run game, in the screen game or whatnot, but I wanted to see them trigger downhill and work, you know, the underneath routes, like actually cover players or even just, you know, in coverage as a deep safety or whatever, work, you know, get thrown. I wanted to see people throw at these these uh, safeties and see how they performed. They did really well. I thought they did really, really well. JT Woods, I don't think he had an opportunity to work something downhill. There were, I think, two shots over his head i think guyton could have beaten him on one um it did look like he had a step woods is very fast though so when that natural athleticism and the mentality you know the mental reps and whatnot when that clicks together he's going to be great i think he's a half step behind guyton right now who is also very fast um, it seems like everyone's a bit half step behind guyton um but if the ball's not perfect they can they can make a play on it today Guyton had that half step on on woods just could not connect i think i recorded that so maybe i'll try to post it um, another big one, Zion Johnson. If you're asking me how he did today, I would say he passed. He passed his first test. Here's what it kind of looked like to me. If you're a very good high paid veteran, like Sebastian Joseph Day or Austin Johnson, you got him. You have a plan. You have a plan after the plan, right? And a plan C Sebastian Joseph Day, right? There was a play where Zion Johnson absolutely stonewalled Sebastian Joseph Day initially. And for about 2.3 seconds, and at the last minute, Sebastian Joseph Day kind of dipped underneath him and maybe got a pressure on one-on-ones. Granted, again, very hard to tell on one-on-ones, uh, but it did seem like Sebastian Joseph Day you know, got him a couple of times. Austin Johnson, there's a couple of reps where he got him as well. So anybody that's been a veteran who knows what they're doing, who's you know paid millions of dollars, they got, I would say, the better of Zion Johnson today. The flip side if you weren't those two players, Zion worked you. And there was a particular play, and I tweeted it, where he absolutely tossed Jerry Tillery. Um, couldn't tell you exactly what happened or why it happened. I just know there's Zion, there's Tillery, there's Tillery on the ground. <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't know how he won. Maybe Jerry slipped. I don't know. But Zion held his own versus Jerry Tillery. Um, absolutely shut down Otito, which is fine. Like, I don't expect Otito to be better than Zion Johnson by any means. Um, but if, if you were going up against Zion and you weren't one of the best nose tackles in the league or defensive tackles in the league in Johnson and Joseph Day, if you weren't those guys, then you were getting beat by Zion Johnson. And there was a play where he pulled left just in like warmups or whatever it was. And we're doing seven on or not seven on sevens, 11 on 11s down on the other side, just kind of, you know, working through some plays. Zion can move, dude. Like we knew that we've seen that on film, but now you get like the RAS score on display in pads. And some guys just move like in the way that Khalil Mack, I suppose, is the physical prototype. Zion looks like a guard prototype out there, man. And he the elite RAS score shows it like we know how athletic this guy is. 
and it showed. So to me, was it a perfect day? No. Was it the same debut as Rashawn Slater had where he shut down Joey Bosa? No. But it was a really good day, a very good pass-the-test kind of day. And this is a guy who was a left guard in college, you know, most recently. And so him playing right guard now, it's going to take some time. So everything initially that the defense threw at him, like Sebastian Joseph Day, Austin Johnson, everything they threw at him initially, he was ready for. And then sometimes they would figure out some other way to get past him after that with that second plan. And that's something Zion will just have to work on over time. Couldn't tell you exactly what went wrong, what went well, um, because it's very hard to tell when it's that fast over there down the field and I have an awkward sideline angle. But you could just tell that Zion belongs. Like he is legit. I think he's going to be legit. He'll just have to work on, you know, just some of the nuances of playing right guard, which is a little bit different. And of course, you're playing two very good D tackles. Uh, next takeaway, Braden Fajoko continues to make plays. Um, pressure, bull rush, you know, run stop, whatever it is. Um, I missed a play. I think uh, Daniel Wade for Locked On Chargers tweeted it as well, that Braden shut down, you know, the, the offense at one point on some other play. He is their third best interior defense alignment right now. And if they cut him, I'll be distraught. And if you're being really, really honest, he's been their most productive defensive tackle interior defense alignment, period. There's not many guys right now who are showing up day to day to day to day like Braden Fajoko. Now he's got pads on and one-on-ones work and will clap. I mean, he, I know, you know, will clap went to, I think LSU and went to the saints. So I believe that they're friends. He's taking his lunch money right now, man. Fajoko looks really good. And I, he, spoiler, I suppose, like, uh, you know, sort of info. I got sent to play. They didn't realize what happened. I got sent a replay of Fajoko and the defense and the sack that he had yesterday, or excuse me, Saturday in practice. He absolutely destroyed Brendan Heimlich with an arm over. And he was lined up actually as, as the five tech outside of Norton. Crashes in, loops in, whatever. Arm over on, on um, Brendan Hymas. Sack on Easton Stick, if it were you know going to be a sack. I'm just saying, like, if... Like, he should be... Uh, he Like, Otito should be the roster bubble guy over him right now. You know? He's not, probably. But, I mean, Braden, to me, has been... Fajoko has been, like, the best interior defense lineman they've had. Or at least maybe the most productive. Maybe he stinks to another reps. I don't know. It's very hard to tell, you know, gap responsibility. You know, is he holding the line? That sort of thing. So I guess I maybe I can't say that he's been definitively the best. But in terms of production, who's making the tackles for loss, the run stops, sacks, pressures? It's Fajoko. It's two plays a day now. It was really impressive. Really good day from him. Um, what else today? That's mostly it. Oh, okay. So I'll say just last thing, last thing. And then I'll do one injury update after that, or a couple injury updates. Uh, Justin Herbert was shredding the defense today. He looked just fine. A couple of miscommunications, or not miscommunications, a couple of misthrows, you know, one in the end zone to Everett, which is good to see, by the way. Um, but there was a missed throw to Everett in the end zone that could have been a touchdown. Don't know exactly how he missed. Again, they're on the far field, and I can't see them as well. I'll bring binoculars on Friday with their next practice. Um, but overall, Justin Herbert looked really good. Like today was the day the offense started to retake some ground. 
on the defense. The defense was very smothering the last couple of days. Today, it really felt like the offense was really getting going and that he was able to find, you know, Spiller on a third down um, and Spiller looked great as well as a receiving back. Like, okay, then sidebar, Spiller looks like a fantastic receiving back. Exactly what we thought he'd be, right? We've been talking about him as a receiving option, maybe not the runner option, but the receiving option being the most important role for him. And it shows, like, he looks fantastic. There's a play where he was just, I mean, okay, he was just waiting as a check down. But Justin Herbert, scrambling, running around, all of a sudden turns, throws it to him, and Spiller picks up the first down. I don't know how Herbert knew that he was there. I suppose, you know, because he's a really smart quarterback. But given all the chaos, like, to know that your check down is there, that Spiller will get it, is huge. Spiller's been diving for catches. He's been great. I don't think he's dropped the ball. Like, you got your receiving back. I, I feel really, really good about him. But overall, Herbert was hitting Everett, Palmer. Palmer looked great in the 11-on-11s. Hit Williams. I believe he hit Keenan as well. Although Keenan wasn't as involved today. Um, hit Everett, Spiller. Like, it looked great. Herbert is back. Obviously, he was, I guess, never gone. Uh, but he looked really, really good. Uh, as far as injury updates go, Drew Tranquil was not practicing today. He was on the field. He was taking mental reps while the defense was doing some stuff. He would stand back and, you know, watch from, like, the cover one safety view i guess if you will um but he's not practicing i guess we'll get an update in a bit you might get an update by the time i post this uh derwin james contract situation there's things to talk about point it okay don't worry i guess it will be the, the thing that i'll say don't worry uh it just again when not if so that's fine um andrew brown was back today uh number 90 and he had a sack to close out the period like, he's actually the one who um on the second team ish defense two and two three ish team defense um was the guy who sacked herbert to close out their series on fourth down so that was good to see um, so he was i believe hurt now he's back out there and then who's the other one? Oh, donald parham he was fine he was out there like i don't even know what the issue was it seems like it was a precautionary thing last time so no worries there all right, guys, uh, thank you for listening. A bit longer today, but a lot to go over. Next practice will be on Friday. They'll probably be on the far field again. And then the next two days after that, the Saturday and Sunday, they'll hopefully be on our side of the field. I'll be there at the scrimmage if I can. I, I have tickets now. Now I'll just see if I can actually make it. Um, but that's it. Let me know what you guys think. Um, go follow me on Twitter at Tyler J. Shoon. I have plenty of videos up there. I can't take a lot of practice videos of their plays i don't want to also get kicked out but when they're doing 1v1s i'll try to post those and right now the one of slater versus mac has like twenty-five thousand views <laughs> so you know you can probably find that one i'm sure you've already seen it at this point um but that's it thank you for those who visited today and said hello i'm humbled as always i really appreciate it all right guys take care and until next time bye bye Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.